You are listening to the Unlikely Felon Podcast, episode number 23. Welcome to the Unlikely Felon Livestream. This show is peppered with humor, entertains with inspiration, and presents real solutions to post-traumatic recovery. Here is your host, author, speaker, and mistake maker, W.C. Young. Hello, just uh, back from some college visits with my daughter. What a what a tricky process. Uh, do you? Uh, it's weird. Do, do they like you? Do you like the school? Vice versa. It's definitely a business, but it's the the kids' life. We're going to talk about that a little bit here shortly. And then wherever you are, or uh, maybe whatever you're thinking about today is today your personal comeback, and you need some inspiration or ideas or things and. Um, especially if you want to make a big change. And today I want to get into that kind of that change or rebranding yourself. And that's, that's what I'm going to be going through. This will be the last podcast for a little while, probably um, until I think September might be earlier, but just going to do some rebranding and repositioning, seeing that um, the podcasts have kind of plateaued as far as number of subscribers and downloads and all that good stuff. And just need to make some changes to it, change the brand, uh, changes a little bit on the content, but uh, had good feedback as well. And that's going to get me today into talking about what uh, seven steps of change that you can go through and that I'm going to go through in this process. And as I mentioned, uh, out on the road and just with my daughter looking at different opportunities, a recruiting process for her sport. And it's interesting because as I mentioned, you're trying to, you know, you've got these kids in their, in the early part of their life trying to figure out where do I want to go to school? What do I want to study? What type of program or, or school or coach do I want to work with? And in some cases they like them, but they don't like, they don't like the player. The player likes the coach. It's very interesting. And, uh, uh, this fall, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, that. And then from, from the book, what's the journey of writing the book been like and really doing this podcast so far and what it's meant to me. And then finish with inspiration from a history teacher. I think you're really going to like this one. Let me start today off with a quote. If, uh, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People for, will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That's my Angelo uh, quote, which I've always loved. And as I started to go through this process, I thought, why don't we cover it in a podcast? Kind of these, what are these seven steps or areas to cover? And you may be thinking about a big change or something you've been working on. It could be a new job, a new career, a new relationship, a business idea, uh, getting your house organized. We've been working on a lot of, <laughs> a lot of those things with getting your house organized. Or maybe you're, you're just looking, maybe it's your relationship with your kids, your partner, your wife, friends, whatever it is. But here's seven steps that I wanted to quickly go through today. So, First thing, and you know, this always is with me. Step one is appreciation. That's always my first thing, first thing, because you've got to identify what's going well and every day what's working for you. And if you can appreciate it, then you can move forward. Because I know, I know a lot of people that are always finding problems with everything going on in their life. And the reality is if we looked long enough and hard enough, that's going to happen. But that's that first step is appreciation for what's what you have now, what's working. It doesn't mean we can't fix things or change things. It's just, that's our starting point. So that's number one. Step two, acknowledge why this change needs to happen. 
So the way I've looked at it is, and obviously it might be disappointments or setbacks. I've had, <laughs> if you've been listening, I've had some big setbacks in my life as maybe you've had. And sometimes the change stems from disappointment, frustration. For me, it's just, I want to, I want to make this podcast better. I want to improve it. I've gotten some really good feedback. And, and what are others doing in the marketplace? Whatever you might be doing, what are other people doing for jobs? And you're looking and what are the business ideas and how are they treating their kids and what are they doing with their partner? And I don't think it's a, a level of jealousy or envy or anything like that. It's just analyzing what's out there and what can I change? And then you want to push yourself to get really clear on what you want and, and what you're willing to do in order to make that happen. So that's step two. Step three is attitude, of course. We may not always have control of the situation that, that you find yourself in, and I know I've struggled with that. However, we can choose our mindset and our beliefs about what that change is gonna what it's gonna take. And then the challenge and then challenge ourselves to keep the attitude going while we're in the actual change process, which I'm gonna <laughs> as I am a guinea pig for this here coming up, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, number four, assume and anticipate. I know grandma always said what assume stands for. You, you guys all know that, but the reality is when you go through this process, I think you want to assume that there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be dangers and threats and all kinds of things that you might need to address or that could happen. Um, almost kind of like a SWOT analysis for a business strength, weaknesses, um, uh, now I'm forgetting what A stands for, but threats. But anyways, um, but what what are some of those issues that you may have to deal with that are going to pop up while you're going through this change? So that's, that's step four. Step five, action. Of course, you got to take action. And when I, when I think about it, you're going to be taking action and you're going to be receiving positive, constructive, and some negative things coming in. But, but the key thing is that you're taking that action. As I told a family member who's um, discussing things with, uh, health and issues of getting in better shape and, and even weight loss. It's like, what action can we take right now today that are going to push you forward? Don't, don't necessarily worry about it, but just take that action and make it happen. And that's what I'm going to do is just take action and see how it goes. Number six, who are you answering to, right? Accountability is another word, but who can keep you engaged in the process? Who's going to be your cheerleader? Uh, and it, obviously to yourself, right? You're, you're answering to yourself, but who else? So I'm making a commitment to you, the audience that I want to make this podcast better, um, implement some new things and just refine it. And I want to keep that agreement and commitment, right? So that's six. Number seven, last one, assess, right? What do we need to fix? So as I'm going to go through this process, try to figure out what's working, what's not. It's a constant process, right? I always use the analogy of the pilot. It's the pilot flying the plane, I've been flying on quite a few planes lately, so the, it's a, it, the plane is constantly off course, right? They leave a certain area, a certain city, they're headed to another one, it's constantly off course, so they're constantly having to maneuver the plane back on course, back on course, back on course, and I think that's what we have to remember in this process is nothing's going to work out. There's no uh, straight line from one point to the other, and, and it's a way to find what, what's limiting you. What's a, what do you need to eliminate in this process? Or as I've said before, what can you delegate? Maybe get off your shoulders and then focus on what you do best with this change. And the change again can be small. It can be big. It can be what, whatever you define it as. But I think those are some critical steps from the book. Uh, today I wanted to talk about what this journey's been like 
And I write in uh, towards the end of the book, yet Kay and I are better people, parents, friends, spirits because of this journey. I love Kay and the kids more now than I ever could have fathomed. And I believe, and, and believe it or not, I thank God every day for this experience. And someday I hope you get the chance to live like I did. I hope you get to test your love, find out who your real friends are, examine your soul, and find that incredible God spirit that lives in each of us. On several occasions, I did nearly take my own life. What a horrible thing that would have been. They say that the few people, and I've, I've talked about this before, but they say that the, the few people who have survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge knew the minute their foot started to lift off the ledge that it was a mistake, right? But most people don't, they don't ever live to tell that story. And, I, and I'm so greatly grateful and appreciative that I got to tell my story and that through this podcast, I've been able to be more authentic and transparent than I ever thought I could be. Um, and I've appreciated you guys listening to uh, what I've had to say. Are you hungry for popcorn? This week's sponsor is Sizzle Popcorn. Popcorn is a go-to when you want to sit down and enjoy the show. So today, bring out the sizzle and make the moment memorable. Today's inspiration story, I, I actually saw this on, trying to remember, I think on Facebook, and it just it moved me. So I'm going to read a lot of it, but I want to get it right. And I think it's really good. In September of 2005, on the first day of school, Martha Cothran, at C-O-T-H-R-E-N, a history teacher at Robinson High School in Little Rock, did something not to be forgotten. On the first day of school, with permission of the school superintendent and the principal, and the building supervisor, she removed all the desks in her classroom. When the first period kids entered the room, they discovered that there were no desks. Miss Cothran, where are our desks? They asked. She replied, you can't have a desk until you tell me how you earn the right to sit at a desk. They thought, well, maybe it's our grades. No, she said. Maybe it's our behavior. She told them, no, it's not even your behavior. And so they came and went the first period second period, third period, so on. Still no desks in the classroom. <laughs> Can you imagine what the kids are thinking? The kids, the kids called their parents to tell them what was happening. And by early afternoon, television news crews had started gathering at the school to report about this crazy teacher <laughs> who had taken all the desks out of a room. The final period of the day came. And as the puzzled students found seats on the floor of the desk, the deskless classroom, Martha said, Throughout the day, no one has been able to tell me just what he or she has done to earn the right to sit at the desks that are ordinarily found in this classroom. Now, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you. At this point, Martha went over to the door of her classroom, opened it up, and 27 U.S. veterans, all in uniform, God, that gets me emotional. Woo, walked into the classroom, each one carrying a school desk. The vets began pl placing the school desks in the rows, and then. They would walk over and stand alongside the wall. By the time the last soldier had set the final desk in place, those kids started to understand, perhaps for the first time in their lives, just how the right to sit at those desks had been earned. Martha said, you didn't earn the right to sit at these desks. These heroes, they did it for you. They placed the desk here for you. They went halfway around the world, giving up their education, interrupting their careers and families so you could have freedom. Now it's up to you to sit in them. It's your responsibility to learn, to be good students, to be good citizens. 
They paid the price so that you could have the freedom to get an education. Don't ever forget that, right? So it's an amazing true story. And I wish we had more, uh, probably more teachers like that. But like this, this is just my opinion. Uh, This teacher was awarded the Veterans of Foreign Wars Teacher of the Year for the state of Arkansas. I guess this was back, yeah, 2005, 2006. She's the daughter of a World War II prisoner of war. So anyways, um, I just thought that was a great story for inspiration this week. It sure inspired me. So thank you for, uh, for joining me. That was it today. This, uh, this might be the perfect time for you to make that change. Uh, remember those seven steps, right? Um, seven steps of, I wanted to go through them real quick. So we talked about appreciation, of course, <laughs> and uh, how important having that appreciation, even as just your starting point. Because again, you're not throwing out everything. You're just going through and appreciating. Acknowledgement, that's that second step. Number three, attitude. Make sure you've got a good attitude in the process. And then assume there's going to be problems. Anticipate those things. Number five, take the action. Six, who are you answering to? Definitely yourself, but who else? And then assess what do you need to fix as you're going to to go through um, this whole thing. So um, please, please keep the feedback coming. And this this is uh, not the last podcast, but just, uh, as I mentioned, just a break. Going to do some rebranding. Uh, going to make some changes in the process. I appreciate all the great, uh, had another great review come in on Amazon um, from a reader in Ohio. Thank you so much. If you get a chance, grab a copy of The Unlikely Felon. And uh, other than that, I hope you have a great week. I hope you make the changes that you need to. And as uh, this podcast gets back online here in the next probably four to six weeks, uh, I hope you'll join me. And I hope you'll be excited for the fall and the summer and all the new things that are going to be happening in my life and in your life as well. This is W.C. Young. Remember, sometimes the best way to help the world is to make mistakes. Goodbye for now. If you enjoyed this cast, you must check out the website unlikelyfelon.com. You can buy W.C.'s new book, sign up for the newsletter and see his speaking engagement schedule.